what you think, Fred. All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every once in a while. But... <laughs> he was already here. Right away. It's kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. So who was in charge of the intro there? There we go. That was me. That was all me. Uh, my bad. My, my computer was having a stroke or something. Yeah. No, that was good. That was good. Uh, but happy to be back, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Open Book here on Game on Wisconsin. We've got already some of our loyal, loyal fans here in the chat. What's going on, Ben? If I can get this up. Oh wow, we got a lot going on here in the chat. Ben, Jamie. Nice Damn. to see all of you. Yeah. Hey, we love all of you guys. We appreciate you. And thank you, Mark appreciate and Chris. You every week, Chris, pulling through. I'm sure you'll have some trash talk for me throughout the show, <laughs> per usual. Jen, you're frozen right now. Stands. You were just like frozen like this. So it was pretty great. Um, but last you're week, you with the bad internet. I don't know what you're talking about. Me, I have been solid internet for weeks now in my new location. Zach has better internet than you right now. Yeah, really? that's when you know you're like, you're down Shit's <laughs> Creek right now, man. Hold on. Shit's Creek, I was literally watching Shit's Creek right before the show. I've been, trying, I've been trying to get into that show, but I haven't gotten around to it. Like the two episodes that I've seen were really funny. It's, it's really funny. I've seen mm-hmm. it multiple times and I'm watching it again now. And I was, yeah, literally just watching that before the show. But. Zach, we missed you last week, so I know usually, oh, Jamie, that is true. But we're moving into a new year with the playoffs coming, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for the Packers twenty twenty two. That's for damn sure. Uh, the first, uh, <laughs> Chris. Uh, Look, I'm not I'm not gonna talk about feces. All right, I'm I'm cutting <laughs> the feces talk off right there. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I don't have much faith in you, Zach. But as I was saying. We missed you last week, so our usual tradition of having Jen start us off with how she's doing, let's be real, who really cares? So, Zach, how are you doing? And then we'll get to Jen. <laughs> I'm great, man. It is uh, it is raining yes. like nonstop over here. And Very I know, normal. yeah, you're experiencing, uh, experiencing it now. So, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been great. Um Obviously couldn't make the show last week, so you know, but I was here in spirit and also I was able to pop in those last few minutes. I later rewatched the show, okay, because my people, obviously. Uh but yeah, good. It's good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. As Zach mentioned, we are currently I don't know, I came to Los Angeles, first time coming here. I was told, you know, it's always sunny, 70 degrees. It has been raining for like two straight weeks, thrown me off a little bit, but and I love it. I love uh, so much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess Zach for you, it's, it's a nice change up for me. I was kind of enjoying the nice weather, but the, yeah, the rain came through, but now Jen, we can get to you. And I have to say, I just saw your beautifully framed Packers share uh, stock. I'm surprised yes. I don't see behind you on the wall. I know. I, I don't have a place to put it yet. Mm-hmm. I think my dad and I'll probably hang them next to each other. I also don't need people like stealing my 
information. I was going to hold it up and show it, but I don't want people using my code to shop yeah, the yeah. shareholder store, or do whatever. I tried to be a little bit smart yeah, in sweet. that sense. Does any you of that can... info matter? Because like I blocked it out also. I saw other people blocking it out, but I don't know what it actually, like the numbers and codes. Well, I mean, my address is on there too. Oh. Well, yeah, that Which, there's a lot of people who don't need to know my address. <laughs> is there social security number on there too? Because if so, then I mean, you should definitely just show us. I mean, yeah. It's like, and you don't want to steal my identity, I promise. You'll give it right back. <laughs> <laughs> you could take down that 87 jersey right there and just put it right there on the wall. The, the uh, last. <laughs> let's not go that far. This is still more important. <laughs> let's not get crazy here, Zach. I'll try and find a spot. I do get to get rid of the toilet seat. This is probably the last time you'll see it. My sister won the toilet seat this year, so I don't win anything. I'm playing for third, but that maybe it can't go there, but I will have room. Is Eli frozen for anybody else? He's Am I like talking to nobody? <laughs> He's just sitting there with that shit eating grin on his face. I was like, am I just talking to nobody? Am I frozen? What's going on? No, I'm I I am hearing you loud and clear. Um Eli okay. <laughs> Eli apparently is not. <laughs> this is the best face for him to freeze on. <laughs> I I thought have you seen that gif? Oh, actually, you don't know you don't know who Draymond Green is. Sorry. Do you know who Draymond Green is? You have is? to expose me like that. You I'm already just... yelled at me for not knowing who he is. Well, there's a gif of Draymond Green. He he plays for the Warriors, and he's like this. He's like, <laughs> and he just <laughs> he just stares for like 20 seconds. It's from a press conference. I, I'm sure people in the comments will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, Andrew, you want to pop in here for for a quick second while Eli is uh Eli's away? Nod your head. Yeah, okay, I'll come. I'll come pop in. You know. Uh, since the guy who's going to actually win our fantasy leagues connections working well. So yeah, this is okay. Okay. What? Get the imposter. Yeah. We don't even need one Eli. Let's get the second. Okay. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. And oh, you mentioned sure Eli. All right. I am. All right. No, you know, I think it's the rain. You thought you were going to freeze again. I froze again. No, no, we thought no, you were we gonna thought you were going to. No, we're good. I'm, I'm, I should be good to go now. But Andrew, were you mentioning our highly anticipated championship? Yeah, I was. Matchup? I was. Come on, nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares about that, man. Like nobody cares. Yeah, about no one wants to know. Who, like who came in last? Like I just wonder. Like Jen, do you have any idea who came in last place of the open book league? Like, uh, if you're trying to, I don't think. Don't say me if you know what's good for you. I don't think it is Zach because Zach won the first round of the, the toilet, toilet bowl. bowl, so it That's shouldn't be Zach. Point. That is a good point. So Eli's well, trying to shit talk Zach, but I'm pretty sure he's wrong in what he's doing. Zach oh, will wait, take probably at good. least like maybe seven. No, Mr. Tom Crabtree went eleven and one during the season till he met this guy in the playoffs. Jonathan no Taylor chance. has his worst week. Unfortunate. Yeah, you know, I, I was able worst to, week. His worst week is still over worst week. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor did plenty. Um, and Lambo, I gotta be honest, when you put that on the chat, I don't know what why 
Why did you bench Josh Allen, Zeke, and Mixon? Was this a self-sabotage? Very confused. I tr- Dude, this is like some cruel twist of fate. I traded him Josh Allen, and now he refused He refused to play <laughs> Josh <laughs> Allen. Now it's downfall. That's just... That's, that's yeah, I, remember, Zach, I remember logging Zach, I on that. Na- I remember getting back on the next day and looking, and I just looked at his bench, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I got so lucky. <laughs> so yeah. Zach, Zach uh, finished. Yeah, that was eighth. insane. I finished fifth. So Zach and I are done. Yeah, what? So it's either it's either going to be Jamie or Cole for last place. Zach, you weren't in the toilet bowl. You were in the Cole. Cole Dang. came in last. No, they haven't um, played yet. So yeah, Cole, if you're oh, watching, wait, did they play? Be- Okay, Cole has, Cole's projected like 40 points, so I think he gave up. <laughs> yeah, I think Cole may have checked out a while ago. He got his shit smacked up so badly, he just stopped, <laughs> stopped, opening, <laughs> he stopped opening the app. He gave up. Yeah, he gave up on that. Yeah, but enjoy your yeah, break definitely a fun <laughs> fantasy season. And as I was about to say, um, so yeah, me and Andrew will be facing off in a heated championship battle, which I am very much looking forward to. But I know nobody cares about the league that nobody believes I'm in. Today I'm in a championship. I'm <laughs> is, is everything lagging for you guys? Or is exactly, it just you make- Something's wrong with Eli. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's not, it's not just me. Like Eli's like seconds what, behind. I have. Okay, well, I had good Wi-Fi in this location for like a month straight. So let's just, Chris, I don't lie. When did when 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 did I lie? But so Jen, you're in a championship. Zach, I know you said you were doing well in another league. Did you make it to the championship? Uh, unfortunately, no. Sorry, no. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I got I got screwed. I, I got screwed pretty badly. My yeah, team, that, my team uh, actually had sure. their worst possible week when I needed them to like shine the most. So that was me against Eli. Was, was that you? Was time. that you against me? The two times we played two, or <laughs> yeah, Ooh, got him. Just, I'm not good at playing against you guys. Hey, I'm at least in a championship, so make sure it didn't happen. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Every yeah, time I put you... it up, you guys don't believe me. Well, not to be Pulled that guy, but. I'm in two championships currently, so whatever. Big week. But as we got to get to, I mean, the biggest part of the show is the. Wait, I can't. It's signed me out. I can't even look at it. Zach, I did my best impression of you last week. I don't think I lived up to expectations. It was a lot better than I thought it would be, to be honest. Yeah, Eli, I thought I I thought you were I thought you were you were you were good. You were good. Don't don't undersell your performance. Okay. Oh, hey, Mariah. Good to see you. Yeah, all about that Gotham life. But yeah, the R tech is being is being thrown out there. We got to get it done. So, oh so, my gosh, this is okay. So we'll say we're like eleven minutes, minutes in and haven't even actually talked about anything. <laughs> um, I eat bananas in like four or five bites, and yeah, we might lock eyes from time to time. But I just like getting my potassium. Come on. All right, Zach. Let's get to this. Our tech ad read, and then we could go on to the Christmas Day victory for the Packers. Okay, as long as you promise we get into the actual football stuff after this. It is time. Okay. It is- 
Sorry, hold on one second. Stretch, yeah. Where's your uh, jerk shake? Got him. Oh, I just, I just, I have vodka and Sprite. There's no, nice. there's no jerk shake. Sorry. Yeah. up. All right. This show, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by Our Tech Ventures. The goal at Our Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. And beyond. So can anyone see these, who thought... can see these, these lifting shorts I have? They have like spandex underneath. They have, they have like camouflage. Like... Oh, yeah. All about the lifting shorts. Got to get those squats in. Yeah. Hit well, Zach doesn't back. do leg day. Oh, Zach doesn't do leg so day. So let's not go that far. Jen, I do leg day, okay? Just... I don't emphasize it as much as I um, emphasize upper body stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. All about you guys all don't understand. Power, but but as Zach asked, no, I understand. I'm just the opposite. I don't work anything at all here. Only do like that. Oh. oh, okay. Well, I like to keep it even and just do nothing, and it's worked out <laughs> averagely well for me. But we got to talk some football. We got to talk Packers. Christmas Day versus the Browns. A lot of history made that day. A lot of stress had that day um, in a close, close game that I think should not have been as close as it was. Packers come out on top 24-22, and obviously records were broken. Things went down. Socks were worn in all the best ways. So I personally did not get to see the game as it happened. You two did. So let's get your reactions first, Jen. As you watched that game, what was going through your mind, mostly in that second half, as you saw, much like versus Baltimore, the lead slowly start to disappear and nerves probably rising. Yeah, definitely really stressful. I mean, I was nervous because I'm I'm very superstitious. And because it was Christmas Day, we were all at my sister's house. I've never watched a game at her house before. I was very nervous. You know, I'm in a, a split household where it's Packers and Vikings, a lot of bad voodoo around me. So I was very nervous. Uh, you know, the game, I knew Nick Chubb was going to be a factor. It's just really unfortunate how big of a factor he ended up being. So that was really tough to watch. Um, you know, I obviously had a lot of faith in the Packers home game, big day, but yeah, just a lot of stressful stuff. And it was also really hard to focus because there was so much going around with Christmas going on. I've got my niece running around. I'm trying to focus on the game, a lot going on. So yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there extremely stressed out while like she's running around. I've got family all over the place. And it was just kind of, you know, one of those games where I don't know exactly like, you know, Nick Chubb felt like the only factor Mm -hmm. and between him and Miles Garrett, I think I said going into the game, those are the two guys I said you needed to shut down. Miles Garrett, not too much of a factor, but Nick Chubb, like the only factor, because obviously Baker Mayfield throwing four interceptions, he wasn't doing anything. So it's, you know, just being able to stop that run game is so important. And I thought maybe having Kenny back would have helped with that a little bit. Um, so definitely something that they're really going to need to fix because Dalvin Cook will be playing this week against yeah. the Packers. So that was kind of disappointing to see. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of really positive things to take away from that game as well. Obviously, like you said, all the records. So at the end of the day, they won. It was a good Christmas, and that's really all that mattered to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Zach, what were your feelings coming out of that game? 
And especially, I would say, as Jen kind of mentioned about the defense and more importantly, the run defense, just where does that, where do you stand on the way the defense is looking right now heading into the playoff push? I mean, it's kind of like you get like reminiscent like 2019 vibes with this run defense, you yeah. know, when they went into that, they went into that game in Santa Clara and they just got stomped. They got violated by Raheem Mostert. Uh, you know, this is like the worst possible time for them to break down and to start having these issues. So I'm sure they'll get it corrected. They've been fantastic this season at, at adjusting on the fly, not just like on a week to week basis, but like in the yeah. middle of games, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things with Joe Barry's defense that differs from what Mike Pettin brought to the table those adjustments, those mid-game adjustments. So, I mean, we saw the Packers kind of clamp down in that second half. You know, the Browns, you know, ran wild. Obviously, the running game was strong throughout the whole game. But, I mean, you know, Baker was having more issues throwing the ball in the second half. The Packers were just, you know, you could tell they were they were coming out with different kinds of coverages. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you come away from that game with, like, mixed feelings. You know, like, on one hand, it's like, oh, they sack him, what was it, five times? They, inter- they intercept him four times. But, you know, that was like the epitome of bending but not breaking. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still, you put together that kind of performance and you only allow 22 points. Uh, so I think that was impressive in itself. And I mean, you can't take these wins, no matter how sloppy they are, you can't take them for granted. Because you see the Buccaneers get shut out at home 9-0. You saw yeah. the Cardinals go into Detroit and yeah. lose to the Lions. You know what I mean? Which, which was, was crazy. Nobody saw that coming. So these wins, as sloppy as they are, I mean, you can't take them for granted. They count the same in the long run. And now they have two games left. I mean, they're in the driver's seat. I hate that that control your own destiny thing, but they do. If yeah. they win out, they're in the they're, they get that number one seed, and that's that's paramount. You yeah. know, no matter the issues they're having, obviously, if if this running defense stays stagnant, then obviously against a good team in the playoffs, it's going to bite them in the ass, and they're probably going to end up losing because of it. Um, but regardless, you know, you see this defense rise to the occasion in big moments and they make the splash plays when they absolutely need to, when their back is against the wall, they make an interception. They make a sack on third down and get off the field. It's just things like that, that could just completely sway a game. And as a true North Packer fan noted, the special teams actually looks normal. Yeah. (laughs) Like they didn't, they didn't screw up and I mean, they were they were average. That's at this that's point, all that's all <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, yes. For just special teams, we don't need any positives. Just don't give us any negatives, and that's what we saw on Saturday. I was going to say Sunday, but Saturday. But yeah, like both of you said, I think the biggest concern coming out of this game is obviously the run defense. But at the same time, I do feel like with Joe Barry and the way, like Zach mentioned, the way that like not just from week to week, but we have seen, and this isn't one or two times, I would say more like five or six times this year where in-game adjustments have made massive differences. And in years past, we haven't really seen that out of this team. And there are games, you know, where we've gone into half and it's very close and or we're trailing even. And then the second half, it's basically dominance. And this week wasn't as much. It was more like the first half offensively was pretty dominant. Second half, as Aaron Rodgers kind of alluded to, you know, took their foot off the off the pedal, as you said. Um, but speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we obviously have to talk about him breaking the great Brett Favre's record with his 443rd 
touchdown, breaking the all-time record in Packers history, going to Alan Lazard, who, Jed, I don't believe either of us predicted for last week. No, I picked Big Dog, and you picked Adams. And I picked Devontae. I got real, real risky with that one. But to see Alan Lazard uh, catch it, it's it's nice to see that, though, to see someone who came in off the Jaguars, off a practice squad, comes in off the street a couple years ago, and we've seen over the last three years – him gradually get better and better and better and play a bigger role on this team. He's widely regarded as probably the best blocking receiver in the NFL. And now he's showing his worth as a receiver as well. Not, not like he wasn't showing it before, but the last few weeks specifically, he's been really playing well. Rodgers is targeting him a ton. And to see him get that touchdown, I think is very cool. He'll always kind of be, you know, a part of Packer history for Alan Lazard. And in general, I mean, and, you know, you go and look at the next two touchdowns, both going to Devontae Adams. Is there is there anything to possibly say about Devontae Adams other than not only is he the best receiver in the league, but, I mean, I don't know the last time I saw a receiver just so dominant week after week after week and just one stat and record that he broke. Not only did he, by catching that first touchdown, become the most productive duo in Packer history, passing Jordy Nelson, I'm very sorry, Jen, and <laughs> except, yeah. I'm sorry, where's Greg Jennings on this list? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where Greg Jennings is. But yes, it, it's a prestigious honor to pass yeah. Jordy the way that he did. And Jordy would want me to be happy for him. And I am because yeah. it is a phenomenal record. And we've seen this connection. Obviously, they've given the kudos to each other. You know, Roger says Devante is the best guy he's ever played with. You know, Charles Woodson's reaction on Twitter, a <laughs> little right. funny. Uh, but then, you know, Devante, obviously with the kudos, like he's the best he's ever played with. So they're, I don't, I don't know how you can stop them. They're one of the most dynamic duos I've ever watched in my life. So in all sports, all teams, all that stuff. So I think that, you know, we're just watching history and I think we kind of need to just sit back sometimes and enjoy it because we all get so worked up in things, but they really are the best of the best right now and we're very lucky that they both play on this team yeah that's for sure and i don't want to be like uh too premature or anything pause but i mean Devontae. <laughs> sorry Devonte adams he's like on a hall of fame pace right now and as aaron Rodgers said i mean if you're top three well this is his criteria if you're top three at your position for an extended period of time a number of years which Devontae adams has been then you're worthy of a gold jacket that warrants Hall of Fame consideration. And he's not saying he is right now, but I mean, that's the trajectory that he's aimed at. Yeah. Because it is week after week that he's dominant, like as Jen mm-hmm. said. And that's the way Aaron Rodgers described him as well. And, you know, he, he's the most dominant teammate Aaron Rodgers has ever played with. You know, and it, obviously to get pushed over Charles Woodson like that as the greatest player that Aaron Rodgers has ever played with, yeah. I mean, that's just... Huge. That's like a huge honor in itself. So Devontae Adams, best route runner in the league. And obviously, you know, right now, I think we all agree that he's the best receiver in the game. But for the last few years, you know, regardless of who you're a fan of, you know, fans around the NFL, regardless of who their team is, he has been in that conversation for top three, regardless. Yeah. Whether you have one, two, three, whether there's Tyreek Hill there or whoever the hell else, Devontae Adams has been there in that conversation. So I mean, he's he's on that Hall of Fame pace. Yeah, Didn't he obviously. also have some like is it three consecutive years with a hundred recept or something like that? 
wasn't there um, some kind of stat along he, those lines as well that he like well, first ever to oh no am i, I just I, making something up that beating antonio brown he was tied with antonio brown heading into saturday uh for the most games in nfl history with 10 plus catches 100 plus yards and multiple touchdowns he just had his eighth game doing that he was tied with brown at seven so i mean when you talk about just dominance just thinking to have 10 receptions 100 plus yards and multiple touchdowns that is a very rare thing to see i think the biggest one of those stats is the 10 receptions because you'll see you know the hunter renfros and the you know the west welkers in the past or even you know some of these slot guys getting the reception totals going up but for Devonte to be as dynamic as he is playing on the outside and moving in the slot and this at to go and be racking up 10 plus catches on a decently regular basis is incredible. And then to do it with multiple touchdowns, that second touchdown catch, I mean, Rodgers threw it behind him. He spun midair, caught it, kind of reminded me, honestly, last year against Philly when he caught that ball over Darius Slay, if either of you remember. Um, I believe it was the second touchdown after Rodgers' 400th. So I think it was probably his 401st touchdown for Rodgers, but I mean, yeah, Devontae Adams is absolutely incredible. I did find the stat that I was thinking of. Packers did post it. So Devontae has a total of 106 receptions, so he became the first player in Packers history with 300 catch seasons. That's the one I was thinking of. That's impressive. God damn. (laughs) And, you know, I like that you mentioned, too, that they've been moving him around a lot because that's what they've been doing, really, to beat some of the double coverage issues that he's ran into the last couple weeks. They're getting him into these isolated situations where he's matched up one-on-one with a guy. One of his yeah. touchdowns against the Browns was uh, against empty pressure. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he got a guy in his face and he just laid it out towards the end zone. you know. Yeah. And he knew Devontae Adams was going to beat his man, obviously, and be able to make the catch. So, uh, And you know, before we move on, I want to touch on this. Jamie, how dare you? I do not think that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know the joke is easy, but don't. Don't go for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I actually think Devontae Adams surpassed Greg, <laughs> Devontae Adams surpassed Greg Jennings uh, as the best receiver Aaron Rodgers has ever played with like two years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think from about 2016, like 2016 was like when he really came onto the scene. And then 2017 and on, was it was pretty solidified that Devontae was in the top five, if not three conversation. Now it's number one, and I don't think anyone's going to debate it. That's crazy. I remember <laughs> I remember those Twitter conversations like, oh my God, Devontae Adams is top five. And if you'd think otherwise, you know, that's yeah, like exactly that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah, that. Now yeah, now I mean, yeah, before it was I remember, yeah, everyone's talking, oh, you know, he's for sure top five, maybe top three. Now it's as everyone says, he's top two and it ain't two. And I don't know if you're gonna find anyone with a different opinion than that. Almost but, yeah, almost universally. Yeah, exactly. So, as a number one, Jeff Janice, look, you know, we all have appreciation for Mr. Jeff Janice making that catch in Arizona. Uh, always be in our hearts, but obviously not in this conversation. But real We've quick, got like a family tree thing going on in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. This is really I'm, bizarre. <laughs> I'm watching and, and watching in admiration. And Riley, def- Riley definitely did not get a job, by the way. He's still he's still unemployed. I'm just curious to what this may mean. Jen, I didn't know you were a mother. 
<laughs> well, Eli, I didn't know that we had been together. So. Oh, well, there you go. I'm a father. <laughs> I know that. Hey, Matt. What's Welcome going on, Matt? Our dear hope friend. Uh, I, know, I know you were, uh, yeah, hope you're feeling good. I know you were a bit down for a bit a week or two ago. So hopefully you're feeling well. Love to see you on the show. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, and I just wanted to touch on, though, the defense for a minute, because, yes, the run defense was quite problematic, but we I don't think we should be looking over the five sacks and the four interceptions because, yeah, Baker gave a couple gifts, but Razul Douglas, I mean, Zach, again, I'll defer to you on this one. I, I don't know if ever in my time of watching football a guy was brought onto a team in the middle of the year and has done what Razul Douglas has done for this Packers defense. You're deferring to me? I'm deferring to you. Man, I don't even know where to start on this guy. God, <laughs> I swear to God, like that is that is so goddamn unheard of. A guy gets signed on October 6th. You lose your all-pro cornerback in Jair Alexander, who, by the way, was activated today, back to the 53-man roster. <clears throat> Yeah, you lose him two days later. You sign, you pluck this guy off of a practice squad, and I remember a lot of people shit on it at the time because the Packers were in the Stephon Gilmore sweepstakes, yeah. and they were they were so close. This guy has been better than Stephon Gilmore. Like it's, it has just been incredible. He didn't take his first snap with the team until October seventeenth, and he has five interceptions in ten games, two pick sixes. Uh, a third interception that that won a game in Arizona against the team the Packers signed him from. That is literally like fairy tale shit. He, he broke the Cardinals. They were undefeated until they went up against Brazil Douglas. Yeah, and they're, since then I think they're like three and five. Or three something. and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's incredible. And he, I mean, he gave he created this this unique problem to have in the secondary. Like when Jair gets back, which is like the direction that this is trending. Chris, I will kill you. <laughs> sleep, sleep with one eye open tonight. But yeah, he created this great problem to have in the secondary where like you don't know where the hell to play Jair, you know, when he gets back. Who the hell are you gonna bench? I'm assuming it's gonna be Chan Sullivan because you don't you're not gonna take out your first round rookie and Russell yeah. Douglas, who has been arguably your defensive MVP. So I mean, two interceptions. The the play that he intercepted, um, not the pick six, but his other his other interception. Wait, no, he didn't have a pick six. What the hell? It was the interception. Mixing up all the interceptions because there's I so many of them. There's so many. And I'm just I'm so enamored with this guy. He had the it game was, ceiling one against Cleveland. He had the game ceiling one where he held, apparently. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about refs. Refs suck for everyone. So. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's a plague. It's a plague that the entire league deals with, not just the Packers, okay? But anyways, it was where he he Looked like he was coming inside. He flipped his hips, spun back towards the sideline, and undercut a really, you know, to be fair, a badly thrown ball and jumped in front of Jarvis Landry and made that pick. That was just like he baited Baker Mayfield, you know? And it was just that's like the kind of play that an all pro cornerback makes. Not not a pro bowl alternate. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is playing at an all pro level, and that isn't just bias. That is not bias. Like anybody will tell you. Well, at least those who are informed. Yeah, he is playing at an all-pro level, and it's yeah. just—he's been such a godsend. It's, and it's you know the greatest thing is that it's you know you look at the, the ten games, five interceptions, and how incredible that is. Obviously, the two pick sixes as well, but that's not even including the amount of pass breakups he's had 
which is, I mean, I'm, I'm counting it right here. We're looking at 12 in 10 games to have 12 pass breakups. Like all, like you just said, all pro corners don't always do that. Like he is around the ball at all times. He is right on his receiver on every play. And it is just, you just don't see it. You just don't see guys getting plucked off practice squads, put into a new defense and literally become the MVP of that defense, especially when for the first you know, half of the season, we were talking about Devondre Campbell, another guy picked up off the street. So just real quick, Brian Gutekunst, executive of the year, in my opinion, like the, the additions they've made and the differences that it has had um, has been incredible. I don't know what that meant. I don't know what malarkey is, but um, it's because yeah. Javier came here saying that he's from uh, Australia, but he's not. Oh, unbelievable. You know, you got, don't steal. We got, yeah, we got nothing but, but trolls in this chat. I swear <laughs> to God. Like from, from Lambo Lebo to Chris to Javier to Behe popping in here. I mean, they're just it's ridiculous. And then real quick, just to also go on uh, the pass rush, Rashawn Gary. I mean, again, Nosedarius Smith to see Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And especially, I mean, we were expecting like the breakout year for Gary. And it's great to see that. But after last year, I think a lot of Packer fans were almost like overlooking Preston Smith, kind of saying like, you know what, it was a nice first year. Maybe it's not going to be all that great. He has just been dominant. He, he Every time he goes up one-on-one -on -one against a tackle, it looks like he's just shoving him into the ground. He is so strong, so big and tall. And to see that duo and then just the thought of having Zadarius come back is incredible to me. Even Dean Lowry getting involved with the sack. So – Jen, when you're watching, obviously the run defense needs to be improved, but the pass defense and the pass rush, I would assume, has to have you feeling pretty confident heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't remember where I mentioned it, but I have mentioned this before. Preston Smith took a pay cut to be here, yeah. and he's out there producing the way that, you know, we had expectations for him, and he's exceeding them. And, you know, don't hear his name all the time, but – He's out there making big, important plays, so that's huge. And then, obviously, you got the acquisitions like Douglas, and that cornerback room has just been so solid. Savage had a better game, which was really nice to see. Just There's a lot coming together with this defense. Yeah, they had, you know, maybe a rough couple of weeks, but, you know, these are offenses with really strong pieces. So they're coming in, you know, they're going to host the Vikings, a team that they're very familiar with second time around, know a little bit more. No Adam Thielen to worry about, you know, yeah. figure out Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was towards me or the comment. but no, no, the comments, the comments. Okay. You're, doing, you're doing great. Don't ignore me. But no, so I know. Every, every time I try and have a conversation here, I get, get uh, interrupted. It, it but... happens to both of us. I mean, the comments are a funny place. Yeah, <laughs> the comments, comments are flying today. But, but no, I, I do think if they can, you know, last time they played the Vikings – Preston Smith was a huge factor in getting to Kirk and Kirk was putting up balls like Baker was, and they just weren't capitalizing on what should have been interceptions. Yeah. I could see same thing happening, just different results, um, you know, turning those into interceptions this time. And that's going to be huge. So I think that there's a lot, you know, obviously that loss of the Vikings stings, but there's a lot of almost that I think they have fixed in the meantime that I think are really going to help them, you know, boost their way over the Vikings this week. And I think a lot of that, those issues aside from the run defense, which again, these are things that 
they have shown that they can fix things. And, you know, this hasn't been a factor all year. Um, Nick Chubb is just a really good running back and you have to give kudos to that. And so is Dalvin Cooks. You have to prepare for him. But there are a lot of things that they have fixed since seeing the Vikings last that I think are going to help them get the win this time. And I do think the fact that I believe the forecast as of now is looking at about like very, a very cold degrees, a low of about negative 20 with wind chill. Let's oh, yeah, it's here. cold out here. Kirk Cousins, I am expecting. He's a dome quarterback. Yeah. They play he's inside. Not, I mean, he's gone up against the Bears in Chicago in better weather than he's going to have to deal with on Sunday and has lost to some very bad Bears teams in the past. And I think Sunday night is a chance for the Packers to really, really ruin Kirk Cousins in a great way. And I'm very excited about that. And Zach, relax yourself. But as Jen said, you uh, said it. I did say that. <laughs> but Adam Thielen will not be playing, which is a boost. So you really just got to worry about Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Season-ending foot surgery or ankle. So he's done for the year. It's not just missing this game. Like he's yeah. for sure the regular out season. For the season. Um, and then uh, in terms of injuries, though, looking at the Packers side of things. So as Zach mentioned earlier, it's great to see Jair activated. Unlikely he plays this week, but I think all of us. Okay, Javier, why don't you just go I back need to- that. Got to get that <laughs> clip from uh, Diggs, you know, the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't um, need to say it. <laughs> yeah. But Jair being activated, I doubt he plays this week. To be honest, I doubt he even plays next week. But I think we all know they want him for the playoffs. They want Bakhtiari for the playoffs. Maybe we'll get lucky and get Zedarius for the playoffs. But more injury slash COVID news. And I think this is big news for the Packers. MVS coming off the COVID list. Obviously now expecting him to be playing in this Sunday night's game. And some unfortunate news with Mercedes Lewis. Uh, Corey Bohorquez and a handful of others being added to the list. And again, I don't want to downplay any of this kind of uh, COVID situation, but I think we can all agree that, you know, when the other day was we're adding four names and then today we're adding three names. I think we got out of those seven, eight names that were added pretty well, considering who else could have been added, at least in my opinion. It's like we're not punting this weekend. Yeah, no punting allowed. You no punting allowed. I love I love Corey. I love Corey Bohorquez, but, I mean, you shouldn't be punting anyway. Punting exactly. is just stupid. I, I mean, we have seen Benker, uh, you know, activate him. We've seen his punting abilities on the timeline before, so. Well, there you go. They have a secret weapon in him if they need it. We might have a, yeah, a backup, a what's an emergency punter, but. Bohorquez, real quick, Zach, before you get to this clearly important point, it's probably not about Javier being in Australia. Bohorquez tested positive yesterday, and he is vaccinated, so there is actually a chance he could play Sunday night. So keep that in mind. But Zach, uh, what were you? Uh, I was going to I was going to run through the whole COVID list, so we're all up to we're all up to date. Got the CVS list. The CVS, yeah, exactly. Yes. Ben Braden, Tipa Nalii, Shamara John Charles, Kevin King. Chauncey Rivers, Amari Rogers, Ty Summers, Marquez, well, no, Marquez Valdez came off, Oren Burks, Mercedes Lewis, and from the practice squad, Ladarius Hamilton, RJ McIntosh, and uh, who else was added today? Um, I don't know, but we got to clip that up. That was oh. 
Um, <laughs> what was so hilarious about that? Uh, and then, <laughs> then Henry Henry Black, Corey Bohorquez, Tyler Davis, and Kingsley Kiki. Oh, Kingsley Kiki, yeah, that I know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he hasn't. Kingsley Kiki is a very interesting player to me. I feel like he has like these splash games and then he'll disappear, and then he'll have a splash game and disappear. I don't love that he's gone. I mean, assuming that he will not be playing this week, but knowing that Kenny Clark is there, Dean Lowry is there, TJ Slayton is there, that is going to be important. And um, once I saw the immunized, I lost my train of thought for a second there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, essentially, again, I hope everyone on the list is feeling good, gets back soon, but the small silver lining of any of this is knowing that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, MVS, uh, I mean, a handful of the best players on the Packers are not going to be testing and possibly missing any games come January and February when we are in the big game. So that is big, and that is a small silver lining to take out of it. But let's now look ahead to this Vikings matchup uh, and just see, you know, as Jen said, Dalvin Cook, I think, has to be the focal point. Zach, what do you think? Is it are you more concerned about Cook or are you more concerned about Jefferson? I think it's more so Cook. I mean, you see this rushing defense has given up, I think, 362 yards on the ground. Or I, I mean, last week was, I believe, 219. Okay, yeah. And then the week before that was 143. So yeah, 362 on the ground the last two weeks. Yeah. And I mean, you got to slow down Dalvin Cook. He's one of the best running backs in football. And they also have a nice two-headed punch with him and Alexander Madison. So, you know, it's it's a dynamic backfield. I feel like with Adam Thielen out of the lineup, uh, you can kind of focus more attention in the secondary on Justin Jefferson. You can double him. You can mix up some of your coverages and kind of, you know, throw Kirk Cousins off. Because, I mean, he's not the brightest guy around. I mean, I you know, we all know I hate Kirk Cousins. So that's putting it lightly. Um, so you can kind of make him the focal point of of – some of the coverages that you roll out there. Um, but they also have a really dynamic third receiver in, in Keelan Osborne or Keenan Osborne. KJ. KJ. KJ Osborne. What the hell? <laughs> KJ Osborne. And he 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 made some noise last week. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he played really well last week and he has throughout the you know the season when given the opportunity. So that's another guy they have to worry about. I still yeah. think, you know, the way that the secondary has played in recent weeks, like they have transformed into complete ball hawks. And, you know, they know how to get off the field in, in critical situations where they need to. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be able to do it. And also, I mean, playing in that in that frigid weather, playing in that cold, you know, it, the temperature is going to be dropping. It slows down both kind of both sides. It slows down your offensive line. It slows down your pass rushers. And Aaron Rodgers actually alluded to this uh, earlier today. You know, that's. When you're playing in the cold, it's an advantage for a team like the Packers, who is used to that kind of thing. You know, yeah. there's more time in the pocket, more time to throw, so they're going to benefit offensively. Defensively, I mean, their pass rush needs to be on point, regardless of you know whether they're slowed down by the cold or not. They need to take advantage of a, of a bad offensive line. The Vikings have a, a terrible offensive line, so Kirk Cousins, if he's under duress, then this secondary is going to reap the benefits of it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, especially. I mean, I just think. The weather, I just think her cousins is in for a potentially awful, awful night, but the pass rush will be a big part of that. Jen, what are you most looking at for the Packers defense to slow down 
mainly Cook and Jefferson. Uh, who who are you hoping to uh, who uh, put it this way? Who do you see on Jefferson and probably the person helping cover him, probably double teaming him? Jefferson. I mean, Stokes has the speed, so I definitely see him being matched up with him. I think Stokes has shown a lot of good strides in just being able to transition with receivers. Um, we saw a little a little bit with, I think it was Brown with the Ravens. Am I thinking the right? Marquise Brown, yeah. Brown, yeah, yeah. yeah so him, I asked this guy behind Tyreek Hill in the league. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that he kept up with him really well, so – I'd like to see Stokes kind of get that second shot at Jefferson. Um, and I think, yeah, you kind of mentioned Osborne, Zach. I don't think that you can kind of, you know, don't put so much focus on Jefferson that you forget about Osborne because he has also improved a lot this season. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of, you, you can't go in. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that could go the Packers way, but with a defensive or a divisional game like this, you never know what you're going to get. And, you know, as, well, as we know the Vikings, the Vikings know the Packers. So there's just a lot of factors. It is nice that this is at home. It's going to be really freaking cold, which I love because I feel like over the last few years, the Vikings have kind of gotten away with like having to come to Lambeau in yeah. January. They've been kind of hosting more of these games in the last couple of years. They've had to come out this way. So, yeah, I think there's just a lot of there's a lot to look for. Like I mentioned earlier, I think as long as you can continue that pass rush on Kirk Cousins, pressure him, he'll either fall down, throw up a Hail Mary to the defense or some kind of, you know, you never know what he's going to lob up there. I mean, we see him throw passes directly to the defense, so that would be nice. But like there's just so many. Under, under guard again, just in case. But yeah, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> lining up under the right guard yeah I mean you never know what Kirk Cousins you're gonna get and last time we played the Vikings it was a bit of a different Kirk Cousins but I think coming into Lambeau it's gonna be cold I really think that he's gonna struggle Vikings it's kind of funny watching them because they're a few good plays away from like having a secured spot in the playoffs I think they're still yeah. fighting for that wild card seed so they do have a lot on the line you know the way that the Packers are fighting for that one seed Vikings are fighting for an extended season. So there's a lot on the line for both teams. Big division game. Um, you know, obviously getting Delvin Cook back is huge. Definitely have to be able to stop him. But the way that we have to stop Cook is the way that they have to stop guys like A.J. Dillon who excel in this cold weather. And, yep, A.J. Dillon or, you know, Rodgers and Adams or, you know, getting MVS back. So there's a lot of different factors on both sides where, yeah, maybe Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, but if he can get those balls to Jefferson or Osborne or just handing off to Cook or Madison, they have a lot of they have a lot of key players. They're just not really playing as a whole team. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the Vikings' biggest downfall is that they have a good team. They're just not playing like one. So you can't let them come out and have that good game against you at Lambeau. So I think yeah. just play your game and don't let them play theirs. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah, and Jen, as you said, the Vikings have not played a real Lambo-like game since 2017. I don't think they – I just looked. They have not played the Packers past October, it looks like, since 2017. So that will be something. And that was a that was a Brett Hundley game too. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that wasn't even a real game. So – Well, and the Packers' <laughs> offensive line is also much different. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see because they do have good pass rushers. So that matchup will be really interesting to see as well. 
And I do love watching Harrison Smith get really flustered. So I cannot wait for Devonte to just embarrass yeah. him at well, home. Smith, I saw was there was something he was he was on the injury report in some way. Something was bothering him today. We'll see if he ends up playing. But... Probably his pride. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, no Harrison yeah. Smith slander. Okay, I like him. He's a good Notre slander. Dame. He got. I don't remember. They didn't like show the actual. I can't even remember who the Viking. Oh, the Rams. There was some like personal foul against him that they didn't show, but obviously the Rams were flustering him enough where he's doing stupid shit. So I, I, I don't care what you say, Zach. I will slander him. I love watching him get flustered. Yeah. <laughs> well, watch your fucking mouth, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is when it comes to Minnesota. No one hates them more than me. I don't care about yeah. who they are or anything. As long as you're wearing that stupid purple jersey, I do not like you. Who the yeah. hell is Jacob Westendorf? Get this guy out of here. No one knows <laughs> really? who that is. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like you both said, I think that there is something to the fact that the Vikings are fighting for their season, and you can in any way overlook it with it being a divisional game. Anyway, it's it's never going to be simple, but they're fighting for their season. So, you know, Jacob, Michigan, bleh, Notre Dame, all, all day. <laughs> And Wisconsin, but not Michigan. You're a Notre so, Dame fan? Well, I spent four years in South Bend, so I kind of adopted it. We've you know? gotten over this like a thousand times. I yeah. do not remember going over this a single time. I'm, I'm a Notre Dame right. slash, slash Wisconsin, whichever what? one. Whichever what one. the hell? Where, where are all these Notre Dame fans coming from? Like this is I, – I was talking to my coworker earlier today. We were talking about uh, Ian Book, and he was oh, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan. So, And I was like – what i've known you since i was a kid and you're a notre dame fan. what the hell and now you yeah what's with these people man well notre dame look it's a fun school to be around um i will say that but and then one other thing i wanted to say was the fact that i did like that aaron Rodgers. i believe in yesterday's press conference or two days ago whatever mentioned just how the team needs to close out games stop taking their foot off the pedal and and close out games we just saw the cowboys put up 56 right it was 56 freaking points on washington like at the end of the day we this offense we went into half against cleveland riding high 21 you know Rodgers had three touchdown passes we scored with 10 seconds left in the left in the first half we got the ball to start the second half we had all the momentum everything you could have wanted and we scored three points in the second half it's unacceptable so i do like the fact that they are owning up to it and realizing that they need to go and play full 60 minutes of football. And I think that's going to be especially key over the next two weeks to lock up this one seed. And yeah, for me, that's just one thing that I feel like that was a very Mike McCarthy-esque kind of thing where we would get these big leads in the first half and all of a sudden it would just get closer and closer and closer. And you usually come out on top, but you don't need to do that. When you have Aaron Rodgers, like, the one thing I'll never understand is taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands because you're afraid to throw it because there could be a turnover. Aaron Rodgers is the most is the most the, I mean the best quarterback in NFL history and not turning the ball over. It should be the last of my Matt Lafleur's concerns to throw the ball even with a lead in the fourth quarter with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Matt Lafleur's concern is like whether he'll turn the ball over. I think he he tries so hard to like maintain that sense of balance. You know, he he said himself, if he could throw the ball every single play, he would do it. 
Yeah. Because, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers. Why not? But I mean, he wants he wants so badly to maintain that sense of balance. And I think in these cold games, when the weather starts dropping and, you know, guys don't want to tackle someone like A.J. Yeah. Dillon. Yeah. That would be the time to start emphasizing that that sense of balance and start, you know, start stressing the running game and whatever opens up. I mean, doing that, that opens up the pass in itself. Yeah. You know, that that opens up the plays downfield. So, Yeah. And I mean, too, you're you're absolutely right. That 24 to 12 lead was like gone in a hurry. And, you know, when when they start slowly and they have that little surge in the second quarter and then they fall kind of flat in in the second half. I mean, that's going to get your ass kicked in the playoffs. That's you're going to lose to a to a better team if that happens to you. Or Actually, no, you're going to lose to a team that's not better than you. You're going to lose to a team that just capitalized on your on your just just. Stagnancy, a word? Yeah, it is a word now. <laughs> yeah, they're capitalizing on your stagnancy. I mean, when you punt multiple times in the second half and you fail to to, to put up any more points, I mean, that's just... Yeah, like I said, you will lose in the playoffs because of that. It won't be because of special teams like we all thought. It'll be because yeah. your offense falls flat and you can't move the ball. Which yeah, we don't I mean, even really have special teams with no Rodgers, no Corey, yeah, no Ty Summers. We're kind of losing all of our <laughs> special teamers, so... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I am curious to see who's out there returning punts and kicks. Just just catch the damn ball. That's really all I can ask for. And um, yeah, as you said, just in, I mean, every week I come on here and I usually am the one saying run the ball, run the ball, because I do think Jones and Dylan like, why would you? But there are times to do it and times to say, OK, this defense is is more prepared to stop the run. And we have the best quarterback to ever play and the best receiver in the NFL right now. Let them take care of business. So that's what I'm expecting them to do. I think Aaron Rodgers has more control in general over this team and organization than he's ever had in his career. And I think his input is being listened to and used a lot more, which I love to see. And I wish we could have gone into his press conference today a bit more, which well, a bit more, I should say at all, which we really haven't, but um if you didn't see Aaron Rodgers' press conference, I would go check it out because it was a good one and it had a lot of very interesting uh, quotes. Um, and real quick, final point before we get to our score predictions. Did either of you notice while watching the game the socks on Aaron Rodgers' feet? I knew you were going to get to this at some point. Got to do it. Got to do I it. I didn't notice till after and I saw yeah, some either. posts about yeah. it. But, but if you can that, see his socks, you are watching way too close. Well, if you're seeing his socks, that means you're just focusing on his feet, which just for that, everyone needs to calm down. Uh, the box socks, exactly, exactly. So, but I love Rogers' quote saying, you know, that when he made that, when he threw that 443rd touchdown, he wanted Bakhtiari to be out there with him, you know, kind of got me a so little misty eye. Exactly, right, right over here. But Let's get to our score predictions heading into a huge divisional matchup, which could possibly clinch the number one seed if Arizona can beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, that's just me. That's just me, Sam. But yeah, so the Packers, again, for anyone who isn't aware of the current situation, if they win out, they get the one seed, obviously. But if Arizona can beat Dallas this week and we beat Minnesota, clinch the one seed and that would be incredible as well but let's get down to our score predictions uh jen why don't you kick us off mm, 
been like I've actually been thinking about this all day and I still haven't really settled on one. I do think it's going to be relatively close. Um, it might not feel like it, but I could see the Vikings getting like garbage time points at the end. Uh, I think I'm going to go 27-21. I think it's going to be uh, pretty, uh, yeah, a little close. Just, you know, the divisional games, never really know what's going to happen. A um, lot on the line, but it's a home game at Lambeau. So I do see Packers winning this one, obviously. Obviously. Zach, Gotta get the, uh, there's been too many losses to Minnesota this year. Like, they, they well, can. One, but that's I one need, score. I need, well, no, because the Badgers also lost to the Gophers. Oh. So there's just been a lot of pain, and I need them to, go I need bragging rights back. So Honestly, I can't. I, mean, I can't go this long. I just know if I was, if I was a person and someone said, "Hey, join our team. We're the Gophers." Um, I'm going to retire. I'm not playing for a team <laughs> called the Gophers. But yeah, I'm Zach, not. I'm not paying for, playing for PJ Fleck. He can exactly. PJ, PJ Fleck, hilarious name. Uh, Zach, why don't you give us your score prediction? When I see Kyle Hoffenbecker in person, I'm going to have a baseball bat with me. Um, <laughs> I got the Packers winning 31 to 13. I think Ooh. it stays – yeah, that Lambeau advantage is going to oh. be real. The crowd, the cold, Aaron Rodgers plays really well in the cold, and I think it has a lot to do with kind of the things I was mentioning earlier and the things he talked about, having more time in the pocket, the pass rush being slowed down. And when he says something like that, I immediately think of that 2016 playoff game against the Giants. He mm-hmm. was maneuvering in the pocket so well. The offensive line played probably their best game of the year. I think of that. I think Jordy of the Colts broke his ribs that game. Guys. I tried not to think about it. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, I was there. I had to watch Jordy get carted off. Who broke his ribs? So. Who? Um, this guy. Zach. We had that. The, Shut the up, Zach. We had a good. We had a good one on Twitter today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Diversion. Yeah. Thank you. I made hey, it. I'm, I'm happy for you and your opportunity, brother. Thank All you right. So best much. wishes. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Packers, I mean, it stays close for most of the game. And then at some point the Packers kind of pull away in the second half. They 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 avenged those woes that they they were dealing with last week against Cleveland, you know, where they just fell flat in the second half. They they do the opposite. I think they start off a little slow, the game stays relatively close, and then the second half, they begin pulling away. So yeah, 31-13. Yeah, I had a similar prediction at 30 to 17 i think much oh, like you said, <laughs> i know i do think it will be kind of a close contested first half and then the packers will kind of pull away and i'm actually going to throw it out there I, I don't know if i could say who because i don't want to be that much but i think her cousins is going to throw two or three interceptions and one of them is going to go back for a touchdown i, I just don't think he is prepared for the weather he's about to see in the few games I've watched them play in the cold, whether that's in Chicago, Green Bay, or anywhere else really in the Midwest or or the or the East Coast, he has not produced in any way. And also, I mean, he's Kirk Cousins. Let's be real; he is not a very good quarterback. So I'm going to go 30 to 17. There you go with our score predictions for this week. And well, of you have- guys to both think that they make a field goal. Yeah, look, I have I have a lot of faith in me. I have two field goals for Mason Crosby. Oh no, the on oh, the other man. side. Ah, ah. Well, wait, what was your score prediction? I said twenty-one. 
Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> I strategically picked one because I think that he probably misses a field goal. I strategically picked one. <laughs> Got him. So what um, I sound like when I make my picks. Yes. <laughs> Iowa Joe, I'm predicting uh, Tom Coughlin levels. Oh, you're um, such a jerk. Players. I was about to say Tom Coughlin. <laughs> Animal. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I think yeah. we all immediately think of that that 2007 uh, championship game. Uh, let's not. Let's not, though. But right before we head out, one final score prediction, and that is me beating Andrew by an unlimited amount of points in the championship. Team Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Rude awakening coming. Rude awakening. Uh, absolutely not. Jameis Winston's team. coming for you. He sees you when you're sleeping. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Beat his ass, Andrew. All right. Beat his ass in front of the millions watching. Oh okay? my gosh. I thought oh, you yeah. said something else. What do you think I said, Jen? I didn't hear the B the first time. So. <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, do that. Do that, like, too. Do that too, but not literally. So... Jen, fantasy Lewis is watching okay. the show right now. Get it together. She's <laughs> sleeping. Come on that's now. That's what you think. Unbelievable. <laughs> she should be. <laughs> But everyone, wow, oh, head out. as always, number one, thank you so much for tuning in. As you see at the bottom of your screen, make sure to. <laughs> Who's Andrew? Yeah, who knows? But follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube at Game on Wisconsin. You can find all of Jen's great work and her wonderful meme ability on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. You can find all the most breaking news in Packerland on Zach's page at, at it's Zachariah J. Andrew, I don't have it written down, so why don't you throw your Twitter handle? It's not important. It's all good. All right, Andrew, Andrew, throw up your goddamn Twitter handle. Do it. Fine. You are just as much a part of this show as the rest of us. Throw your as goddamn handle up there. How dare you? As try, he there try to go. minimize there minimize your presence. How dare you? Underscore Andrew. Make sure to give him a follow. And you can find myself at Book of Eli underscore. Okay, we'll get, get, get that one off. Yeah, that one is obviously much less important. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for tuning in and uh, have a great new year. We will see you at 13 and 3 and potentially with a clinched number one seed, everybody. We'll see you guys next year. <laughs> <laughs> so get it? Fun. Get it? Because it's New Year's. Hilarious. You're the funniest. Thank you. <laughs> go, Pat, go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sanjay from the Fuser Podcast. With me is Fred and Matt, and we are always here on Mondays at 7 p.m., right before Monday Night Football. So come check us out. You never know what we're going to bring on the show. But, hey, you know what? You have to check us out from 7 to 8 because, you know what? i got to put my kid down right after. So join us 7 p.m. And definitely check us out because we're fun stuff. So, oh, my. What the fuck is well, that's fun not- stuff? <laughs> what? Hey, watch us because you get to you're see him. You're getting kind of Michael Jackson. <laughs> protect the neck, dude. Jesus. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson over here. I hang him over the fucking balcony. I can't. Hold on. That's weird. We just... well, now we have a baby all of a sudden. Just do it. That's the best part about it. He's got a baby. Like, what the hell's going on here? Poopy dog. Hey, what's up, guys? It's. <laughs> that was you. That was you.
<laughs> what do you think, Fred? All right. Fred. <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. I'm doing very well, Jen. Is it just going to be me and you or Eli and Zach going to pop in? Yeah, they'll talk every oh, yeah, once in a while. But... <laughs> every, every now and then we'll kind of he was talk. already uh, <laughs> right away. It yeah. kind of, well, we're used to you atta- attacking us, so. Yeah. Sorry. Look at you. Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback we 